Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I am a Dynasty Freak. That means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 128. Well, we're going to talk about seven players that I think are about poised to have breakout or break or bounce back rather seasons for this year. Bounce back. I know what I'm talking about here. Uh, one of the most important ways to capitalize on player value is to look back for players whose dynasty value has dramatically dipped from this point a year ago just because they had some sort of a poor season, whether it be due to injury or circumstance or just a bad bad season altogether. And if their underperformance last year uh, can be excused in some way, or if their circumstances for the coming season have changed in some way, it's a great time to buy players like that who I think are poised for a breakout or a bounce back, is the word I'm looking for, season in 2021. And so I believe that there's seven players that I think will be my uh, bounce back candidates in 2021. And so that's what we'll talk about today real briefly. Uh, first, we'll start at the quarterback position. I believe Daniel Jones is poised for a bounce back season. So in Jones' rookie year in 2019, he averaged 17.5 fantasy points per game and had five 300-yard passing games. But in 2020, he averages 14.9 points per game. So two and a half, 2.6 or 2.5 points less. And he had zero 300-yard passing games. Last year was really his first year under the new offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. And the whole offensive was far less effective because of Saquon Barkley being lost for the season after week two. And I really just believe in a second year into the offensive system and with a healthy Barkley, he's going to make a huge difference in Jones's uh, fantasy performance this next year. Jones a historically low had a historically low touchdown percentage last year, incredibly low. He threw only 11 touchdowns on 448 pass attempts. That's 2.5%. In his rookie season, his touchdown percentage was double that, 5.2%. If he just gets back to a modest percentage like that, he's going to move into being a top 15 to 20 quarterback. He'll be a safe starter in super flex leagues and a streamable quarterback in one quarterback leagues. And I also believe that if Sterling Shepard, more on him because I think he's also a bounce back candidate, uh, he uh, if he could stay healthy for a full season, Jones will benefit even more. I think the Giants have already waived Golden Tate, making it more likely that they're going to add a wide receiver in the NFL draft too, unless they believe that they can revive the hopes of the 49ers and dynasty managers like myself that they had in Dante Pettis, who they added to their team last year off waivers. I think Jones is a safe bet to finish as a top 10 quarterback in rushing too, because he always does. In his first year, he finished seventh in rushing yards. Last year, he finished seventh in rushing yards. So pretty consistent there. Those extra bonus points from a running quarterback are actually helpful as well. I think Jones is poised to bounce back and become a streamable one quarterback quarterback and a very startable quarterback in, in super flex leagues. Next is uh, Ezekiel Elliott. 
Elliott had his worst season since 2017, and that season he actually missed six games due to injury. So worst season where he actually played almost all of the season. He just averaged 13 points per game last year, but 19 points per game through his previous four seasons. That's crazy. 13 points per game last year, 19 over his previous four seasons. I do not think that Elliott has hit any sort of a running back cliff. He's only 25 years old. He has plenty of great years ahead of him. I think that Elliott just suffered last season when the entire Cowboy offense regressed once Dak Prescott was injured. Dallas's backup quarterbacks could not move the offense, and the spirit of the team, I also believe, just died when Dak got hurt. They were doing so good on offense when Dak got hurt. I just think the whole team spiraled down and took all of its fantasy players down with it. Dak's yet to re-sign uh, with the Cowboys, so that's that's uh, in, you know something we have to consider. But I really believe that he certainly will, uh, even if he just gets that second franchise tag. Which, as a Cowboy fan, that would really depress me. Just sign him, Jerry Jones. What are you doing? I think the Cowboys' offense is going to pick right up where it left to start the season last year when Elliott was averaging 20 points per game, which is above his average the previous four years. 20 points a game during those games when he was with Dak this last season and plummeted to 13 points per game. Also, I'm not threatened by Tony Pollard. Pollard has definitely earned a right to get more touches this next year, but he is nowhere near Ezekiel Elliott's talent, and he's never going to surpass Zeke as a lead running back in Dallas. That's not what he was drafted to do. That's not what he's capable of doing. Zeke is the man in Dallas. Change the situation, bring Dak back, and Zeke is poised to bounce back. Try to trade for him if you can for people that don't believe. Next player that's a bounce back player for me is Miles Sanders. Uh, Like Elliott, Sanders averaged a modest 13 points per game. Same as Elliott, 13 points per game, which is slightly more than his 12.6 points per game that he averaged during his rookie season. But that was really while he was working himself into a full-time role. Um, He was set to be the lead back in 2020, and the expectations were reasonably high for Sanders, especially for me. You know, I've been a big Sanders guy. Uh, He's one of the guys that I really believe in. And the Eagles offense was also expected to be great. But the fact is that Carson Wentz's sudden demise changed everything for fantasy players on their team. I'm chalking this up to Sanders' mediocre year, uh, to the team's internal implosion that led to coaches being fired and Wentz being traded. Also, Sanders has battled injuries all of last season. I think the new Eagles head coach and Mike Sirianni uh, fed Jonathan Taylor last year in Indianapolis, and I think he's going to do the same with Sanders in this coming season. Philadelphia does have to address their aging offensive line in the NFL draft, and I think they will. I think they're also likely to add another wide receiver in the draft, making their offense even stronger. It does definitely remain to be seen if Jalen Hurts, if he is a starting quarterback there, if he can carry the offense. And I'm not going to get into which side of it, because I think people can point both ways. Arguments can be made both ways as to if a running quarterback helps or hurts the running backs and their value on their teams. As I'm saying, it opens things up so they're you know, going to get more running lanes for the running back. Others will say, well, when he gets to the goal line, who's going to be scoring? It's going to be the quarterback. I think that both sides can be made, uh, yet to be seen what's going to happen with Hurts if he can actually completely earn the starting position there. I just know that the team cannot be worse. Here's my main reason. The team cannot be worse than they were last year. And Sanders is definitely going to be better. Uh, Trust in the talent. Sanders is back, and he's a bounce-back player. 
Another running back that I'll mention here before we go to wide receivers is Joe Mixon. Uh, Mixon's year last year will be remembered as a down year uh, because he missed the final 11 games of the season. But dynasty managers cannot forget, you cannot forget that he was averaging 14.8 points per game before he was injured. And rookie quarterback Joe Burrow, he looked excellent in his rookie season before he got injured. I think that he can make this offense great once he returns from injury, hopefully at the start of the season. And Joe Mixon will reap the benefits of that. Another reason why to trust in Mixon is money is a big reason why I believe in Mixon will bounce back. He signed his second contract with the Bengals just before the season started, and they paid him handsomely. Giovanni Bernard is a free agent. He's likely not to get re-signed in Cincinnati, so the backfield will be Mixon's uh, to own next year. I really believe that. He has all the talent in the world, and he's managed to stay out of trouble, which was the major concern for him by NFL teams and dynasty managers when it came to the draft. He had all the talent. He even drafted higher than he was, but he stayed out of trouble during his uh, NFL career. And I just think that Mixon is going to get fed next year. He's going to play up to the level of his talent on a team whose offense is on the rise. Don't sell short on Joe Mixon. It's time right now actually to buy him. Moving to the wide receiver position, uh, DJ Chark. Chark's breakout year in tw- was 2019, uh, two years ago when he had 100 or 1,008 yards receiving and eight touchdowns, resulted in 12.6 fantasy points per game, whereas last season he digressed significantly, 706 yards receiving and only five touchdowns, resulting in 8.5 fantasy points per game, so 4.1 less than he had the last year. And I just believe this is solely based on the inconsistency that they had at quarterback position and the rotation that they had last year with all the different quarterbacks that made them much worse than they were the year before. All that's changing this next year when Jacksonville will have Trevor Lawrence, unless there's some crazy shocking surprise, I don't think it will be. Trevor Lawrence is going to be their quarterback and and Shark will have a lot to prove too because he's in his contract year. And he's got to prove that he can do what he can do because their second-year receivers, LaVisca Chenault and Colin Johnson, they've earned roles in this offense. And they've got to prove, Chark has to prove that he is, can hold them off and be on the team, which I think he will. Add to that the fact that Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, and Dee Westbrook are all free agents and they're likely not to sign back with a team whose new coaching staff did not draft them. So Jacksonville may pick up a wide receiver in the draft. I think that's very possible. Or maybe sign a free agent, actually, for depth or even to compete. But I just don't think that anyone's going to compete with Chark to be Lawrence's leading target next year. And I want uh, some shares of Lawrence's leading target. Chark is someone that I think will bounce back this next year. Next wide receiver is Preston Williams. Uh, Williams has a strange habit of getting injured in his best game of the season. In his rookie year in 2019, he was injured in a game in game eight after catching two touchdown passes. Last year, he was injured in week nine after catching a touchdown pass. It's frustrating, but he scored uh, a modest nine fantasy points per game uh, that he's played. But in each season, he's shown tremendous upside to do even more. And right when he was starting to show it, that's when he got injured. And especially last year was frustrating because when Tua Tungavaloa came in, and he was named the starter by Miami after their week four bye. Tua was just starting to get established and have chemistry with Williams before he got injured. And Tua, of course, did not look stellar the rest of the season. 
but there's no reason to think that he won't be a considerable, considerable, considerable improvement in the next year, especially given his draft pedigree, his college production. I have every reason to believe that two is going to be great. And my, this is also true that Miami is very, very likely to draft a wide receiver in the NFL draft. But I believe that Williams um, and Devontae Parker will pair with whatever rookie wide receiver they have and can be equally active in th- three wide receiver sets. Williams is an excellent, excellent pro prospect, but he was passed over by a lot of teams because of behavior concerns. Well, Miami took a chance on him, and I believe they want to see what they have in him before his rookie contract expires this season, so they have to see what they have in him. I think that he has all the size and skill to be the alpha, even on a team with two wide receivers that could be have better draft capital ahead of him, whoever they draft this next year, and Devontae Parker. Of course, I think that Preston Williams could be better than whoever they draft and uh, Devontae Parker. And so I'm all buying into the bounce back season for Preston Williams. Finally, we'll go to tight end. I just have one here, uh, Tyler Higby. Higby finished his 2019 season on a tear. You remember that. He became a tight end off the waiver wire. That was an addition to teams that contributed to Dynasty Championships. I know because I lost in a Super Bowl playing against him that season. Even so, I uh, I recommended selling Higby at the end of the 2019 season because I just suspected that his five-game tear that he had on at the end of 2019 just increased his Dynasty value too high, and it was as high as it would ever go. And I still believe that. I really do. I believe that what he was, his value at the end of 2019 was as high as it would go, peak value. But I also believe that his 2021 season will be far greater than his 2020 season. This is crazy. Last season, Higby had one fewer yard receiving than he had in the last five games of 2019 campaign. Incredible. Just one yard different which brought his dynasty value to another low point after the 2020 season. And I think now is the time to buy on Higby. He signed through the 2023 season at roughly $6 million a year. So they believe in him. And Gerald Everett, who was his primary competition in LA, he just had three fewer receptions than Higby last year. He's a free agent. He's unlikely to sign with LA. And they drafted Bryson Hopkins in last year's NFL draft, who I think will be the new competition, but far behind the more experienced Higby. Higby's role is going to increase significantly, and he's got a new quarterback, which I also believe in, Matt Stafford, who's been pretty helpful to tight ends throughout his career. I believe the whole offense is going to get better under Stafford's leadership in his quarterback play, and Higby is poised for a bounce-back year. He won't ever average more than 100 yards a game like he did at the end of 2019, but he will become a more reliable starter for the next few years at the very, very fragile tight end position. And I think he could finish close to a top 12, if not become among the top 12 at tight end for the 2021 season. All right, those are my seven guys that I think are bounce back candidates. Hope that you uh, will go make some moves and try to get these guys and put your trust in me, your trusted independent voice in the dynasty landscape. That's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Do make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. I'm much better on email than I am on Twitter, so that's the best way to contact me. I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate your support, and like I said already, 
I do want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.